Hey, and welcome. Please enjoy the following interview. Thanks again, and enjoy. Hi, um, I'm Nancy Green with Film Critique. Morning, Nancy. Good morning, good morning. And so uh, the question I wanted to ask you guys is, um, as prominent Black men in the show, um, you all have your complex relationships with Jax. And I wanted to know if you can talk about um, the dynamic between Black women and Black women, or Black women and Black men as it's portrayed in the show, and how your characters go about dealing with their feelings um, and also dealing with that sort of relationship dynamic. And um, we can start with uh, McKinley, because I kind of feel like you have like the most um, complex in terms of you're trying to see uh, where you're dealing with these issues and, and how it affects you and whether or not you're being fair. So if you can go into that. Yeah, I think um, just the, the relationships between black men and black women, I think having the opportunity to participate in a world that's so well written, starting at the top with Ramla and, and Carrie and Larry and all the creative people behind it, it empowered us with uh, the kind of information that made portraying these characters and these stories easy from a from a starting perspective. But in terms of the intricacies of the relationship, to me, it was very much about representing uh, what's true to people from a relationship standpoint. So like, there, there are plenty of relationships where you have a strong, powerful Black woman and a strong Black man, but guess what? It's still a relationship like every other relationship that has its challenges, that requires communication, that requires compromise, that requires listening. And I think one of the things that we can watch with Lewis and Jax is at least from Lewis's perspective, there's an understanding like, okay, well, maybe my understanding of what I'm bringing to the table isn't what I thought it was. So there's a moment where it's like either and I think this is indicative of, of, of our lives is either I can continue to hold other people responsible for my happiness and what's happening, or I can try to take control of my life and, and, and be more uh, responsible for where it goes. So I think that's one of the great things about how this story is structured in this relationship is it feels very real. Um, looking out for your children, trying to take care of your day to day and still trying to figure out the problems that aren't being addressed as best you can. Um, so to me, that was great. And hopefully like people that are in those situations can see all of us and our respective other folks on, on screen and can relate to what we bring, so. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Michael? Um, yeah, okay. Um, I think this question is a slippery slope. And, uh, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's hard to kind of uh, lump black women and black men as a category. You know, like, I, I think it's it's hard to do that because there's so many different factors that, that weigh into everyone's circumstances. Now, we have some issues in the community in terms of, yes, like the, the, the dynamic between Damon and Jax is she's she's elite and he's, you know, a, 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 an ex-con and he's broke and, you know, these things. So we have that dynamic of like a financial dynamic where she's doing really well and he's, he's just kind of getting on his feet. Um, that wasn't always the dynamic between them, but it is when we start the show, right? So for me, that is um, one of the things that Emiati and I talked about in terms of, would you date a guy like this? You know what I mean? Like, would you even date a guy like this? And, you know, what it comes down to is where does real wealth come from? 
Is it financial or is it somebody who can take care of you? And I think Damon is the kind of person that can take care of you, maybe not financially, but in other ways. And the biggest question that happens between black men and black women often is, if he can't take care of you financially, what else is there? <laughs> like, what else is right. there? Like, is the, is the rest enough? You know, is the rest enough? And that's where it gets really complicated because you have to decide that as a couple, is it enough? You know, is it enough? Right. Because you can have a man who can take care of you financially and he can also be paying rent for a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, I think that uh, with, with Braden and Jax, I think that it's easy to look at it as this adversarial thing uh, between a black man and a black woman. But I think what's really at the core of it is uh, Jax's actually love of, of black men. You know, she sees, a, she sees a black man that's potentially wrongfully accused. And I don't think she takes Braden's case because she's so convinced that he's innocent. I think she takes his case because she has a love for, for black people and for black men. And, and, and she wants to do her part to, to step up for us. And, and, and so right. I don't really see it as this adversarial thing as it might look um, on the surface. Sean, did you right. ever think right, that it was related to her daddy issues? Excuse me? Did you ever think that, that that point you just made was related to her daddy issues? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much. Um, this has been great. I have to wrap. Um, but yeah, I love the show and you guys uh, did a fantastic job and I love these answers. So thank you, Nancy. Thank, thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Okay. Hi, my name is Nancy Green with Film Critique. Hi, Nancy. Nice Hello. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, so I just wanted to say I really love the show and okay, it's very you. exciting. Um, one of the questions that I had is about how uh, Jax's dynamic with the men in her life is kind of portrayed. Um, you know, we hear a lot about like the relationships between Black women and Black men. And here you have someone who's pretty upfront with how her feelings are, um, what she wants, what she doesn't want, which people tend to tell her to say. But when she does say it, you find that the men don't really listen to her and people mm -hmm. kind of want her on their timetable. So I wanted to know if you could talk about that from the creation process and bringing it to life on screen. Well, I, I'll say, well, one, I appreciate you noticing that. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but also I'll say that for me, you know, I really wanted to portray people who felt like people I knew or situations that I, you know, of my friends uh, on television, because I, I do feel like a lot of times, you know, on television, when you see relationships, it's based on, you know, trauma, like a lot of trauma or, you know, toxicity. And really, like a lot of times, we're really just struggling with our own issues and our own traumas and triggers and how we interact affects that. And, and also we're hypocrites, right? Like it's, it's mm -hmm. you know, Chanel saying her husband's cheating on her and then giving, you know, Jack's relationship advice, you know, five minutes later. And it's also what you're saying, like Lewis is saying, you know, I want you to open up, I want you to be this way. And then she does and it's, you know, then and then she does and he's not receptive to that. He's in his own feelings. So ev everyone, a lot of times as people, we say we want one thing, but then we get it and then we behave differently. So I wanted, I wanted to show how that is, how it is in real life and, and also give people a lens into 
so maybe even themselves, right? <laughs> to say like, oh, I guess that is me, or I guess I, mm -hmm. I do behave that way, um, while also you know entertaining them at the same time. <laughs> so how was that uh, portraying that on screen? Um, I mean, it just you know kind of as as Ramla said, you know, it's it's just real life, you know. Um, it's people that I know who are messy in that way. I've been messy in that way. I'm giving advice when I'm doing something else over here. You know, it's 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 just real life, you know. Um, and so it was a lot of fun to be able to to portray that aspect of it. We don't always get to see characters, especially black characters, um, who kind of live in that in that gray area sometimes without them being super tough, strong woman or the super sweet woman, you know. So Jax is is someone who um I think a lot of women are going to be able to to relate to for that reason. Nice, nice. Uh, well, thank you so much. Um, it was great talking to you. I, I hope for much success for the show because I ran through all of the episodes like in one day. I was just like, so what's going to happen next? <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, that makes me That's so great. happy. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. It was great talking to you. You thank too. Thank you. Take care. Hi, I'm Nancy Green with Film Critique. Hi, Nancy. Hi, hi. So um, for both of you, uh, Tim and Angela, I wanted to know how you feel about um, your characters kind of being pillars that hold up uh, Jax and also kind of keep her and everything grounded. And with Tim, I wanted to know if you could talk a little bit also about um, some of the issues that you had to face or your character Daniel had to face in uh, saying some racist things uh, in order to get information, but also um, uh, having gotten uh, brutally beaten in, in the episode. <laughs> you know, with uh, what I see, uh, Jack's on the exterior is clean, polished, professional. But when you see her two pillars being Daniel and Crystal, it really says like Jack's, you know, she's quirky in herself. She's she's different, and but she's excellent. She's smart. But I love that about Jax. Like she's not, she's not like this. Like the like she's not a boring excellence. She's a quirky excellence that requires Crystal, requires Daniel to to, and she knows that that she need that she requires us to for her success. Um, and with Daniel, he's someone that. He is so loyal to Jax, um, also because he's an outsider and she accepted him into a world that he probably doesn't feel like he belongs. So she has his loyalty and uh, that really gets tested because he, he will do anything to get Jax what she needs. And uh, it, it comes at a cost. Um, and I think that may make Jax uh, come face to face with like, uh, her own morals and how, how far she's willing to take the people that she loves to get what she needs. So then you know, that's a little bit of a personal conflict that Jax is really gonna have to face. And does she, you know, how, how much does she really value Daniel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Angela? Yeah, um, I, yeah. you know, I think that um, Crystal is, you know, uh, is complex, you know, she's, she's so direct. She's very opinionated. Um, she's honest with, with um, Jax um, and not in a, a mean way. It's just that 
you, she, Jax has a very challenging job. She needs people around her that are not going to sugarcoat everything for her as she's navigating other situations in the workspace or outside in personal life. So I feel like I, my character really sort of supports her um, in a very direct way. It's like, these are the facts. What are we doing? And I'm rocking with you, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to ask you some questions about it. Um, and I, I, I love being able to explore what support looks like in that way for such a powerful um, woman as a criminal defense attorney. It's funny because Daniel's like, I'm rocking with you. Who do you want me to kill? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah. Give me yes. And Crystal's like, here's the list, go. <laughs> yes, very much so. I, I really love the dynamic that you guys bring to the show. And it was really fun watching you and the kind of banter back and forth and the one-liners and all of that. It's, it's really great. So you guys did a fantastic job. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Um, so that's it. And um, yeah, I think I'm a little ahead of time, but if there was anything you wanted to add, um, like for me personally, I love the show. I, I watched, um, we got eight, eight episodes. So I went through all of them. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think this, what's so exciting about this show, you know, for Onyx Collective is that this is their first scripted show and it's such, it feels so exciting to be a part of this production where this network is specifically amplifying voices of people in color. Our writer's room was all black, you know, to, to sit and, and have them writing um, the stories that we're getting to tell, I think is just, I'm hoping becomes a new norm. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, I'm, I'm really, really proud of the work that they put in that allowed us to, to tell these stories and bring life to these stories. And um, I hope that people enjoy this. Yes, definitely. I think they will. All right. Thank you, you guys. Thanks, Have a good one. And my question is for uh, Ramala and uh, Emma Yatsi. So um, a while ago, I was saying that I would really love to see like Olivia Pope come back and then this show kind of comes out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and while uh, they're both very unique characters, one thing that they have in common to me is that they have a lot of style. In almost every scene, I was like, oh my God, I love her outfit. I love her hair. What does she do? This looks so great. And so I wanted to know if you could talk a bit about um, working with Carrie Washington on that and also like everything that you guys did to um, to bring that to life and how you put that in there. Um, I mean, a lot of that goes to Derricka, right? right? Yeah, Brian? yeah, I was gonna say, I, you know, Derricka Cole Washington, who is our costume designer, um, black, fabulous. I mean, you should just, you should follow her on Instagram because she looks amazing, <laughs> she has amazing photos. And, and, and so, um, you know, I will say like, you know, when we were hiring heads of departments and talking about the show, um, one thing that I was important to me, I'm, I'm not like a styler, super styler, whatever, but I will say that one thing I, I wanted to show is um, not just, you know, her and like the power suit, whatever, but also like I'm a big music fan, hip hop head. I was like, I want to see her in music shirts and Jordans and jeans, you know, um, and also heels, you know, that she can do both. And, she, you know, when she works out, she you know, just, just all different types. And even with her hair, um, you know, seeing like it's curly sometimes it's, it's straight, you know, we see at one point, 
she goes to the hair salon, she gets, you know, the trial starting, she gets a fresh cut, you know, so, um, so all of that was, was super important. I think what was great is, um, is that Derica kind of was able to take that to the next level of, you know, bringing in these, these beautiful pieces, not just for Amiazzi, but also for Angela and, um, all the different women. And we always talked about what people's professions were, what their style was, and the hair and makeup and wardrobe department worked well together to make sure it all was, you know, kind of everyone made sense. Because again, like, you know, this is, this show has a lot of different types of Black women. So I wanted to make sure like, okay, well, this is, you know, this character, like the Chanel character, I was like, well, when you see her, every time you see her, her hair is different because she's trying to be all these different girls all the time to, to, to keep her husband interested in her, basically, you know, so she's always got different looks. And, and then we talked about, you know, someone like Autumn, you know, who is a therapist and grounded, she just has her natural hair and she's comfortable and who she, you know, that, that space that she's in. Um, so every, every decision was, you know, like I said, based in character. Um, but I was just so fortunate to have all these kind of heads of departments who were able to kind of not just execute high vision, you know, like, you know, paint by numbers, but add their own flavor to it. And, you know, Carrie, who is very fashionable, sometimes I'd just be like, why don't you look at this and then tell me <laughs> if this is cute or if this is, if this is nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it just was like, it was, it was a very collaborative um, project mm -hmm. and experience on all fronts. Can I butt in? I'm so sorry, Nancy, you didn't ask me this question, but I'm butting oh, no. in a lot for style. Um, I have to say, just in terms of like styling as a plus size beauty on this show and in the world, um, it felt so good to be celebrated in my beauty in this show. Um, and, you know, it, it, it um, across the board, I felt like Ramla and Carrie just um, that was important to them. And so representation really did matter. And they, when they say it, they actually do mean it. So as a person who sometimes I go into a fitting and people are intimidated by all this goodness, <laughs> intimidated, we celebrated it every step of the way. Um, yes. this, we all, we all look and feel really good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Same thing with like what Tim was saying earlier about the colors of the boldness you know I was like you know with Crystal's character like you know I want her to she's someone she's like I'm gonna wear this pink shirt and these yellow pants or you know and and Derek was so great about it. she's like this print and that and I'd be like yes like you know she just yeah just just you know thinking outside the box thank you and yes yes um Angela you also Crystal looked great and um yeah I just love the fashion too so thank you and Emiatsi, um, did you want to add anything or? Um, no, I mean, I think I think that Ramla, you know, kind of nailed it. You know, it, it was just a lot of fun to be able to, you know, do things that were a bit unorthodox in terms of the styling. You know, with this this woman being this defense attorney, you think she needs to look a particular way, wear suits that look a particular way, and uh, you know, Derek really challenged that, and uh, and Ramla being open to that. You know, that was that was a lot of fun. You know, even for me at times, it was like, oh, we don't do that. Okay, well, here we go. You know, and so it was fun to do that. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and also right. wearing headscarves at night. That was amazing. And headscarves yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah. She wears a headscarf, so let's do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, uh, two, two of my favorite things on the show, um, the Whitney Houston t-shirt uh, and oh. the pleated, the pleated uh, white skirt that Crystal had also. Those were, yes. were two of my favorites, yeah. <laughs> All right, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.